Hi everyone, it's Charlie Webster here. I hope you're all okay. Welcome to a new episode of My Sporting Mind, where I speak to sports stars about their mental health and well-being. And I'm really, 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 really pleased, lots of reallys, uh, to welcome one of Britain's top swimmers to the podcast, the five-time Paralympic gold medalist, Ellie Simmons. Ellie, welcome along. Oh, thank you. Really looking forward to chatting away. Oh, thanks. It's so great to speak to you. How, how's things been for you anyway over the last couple of months? It must be a weird time because you're coming up to a moment where you'd probably be heading off to Tokyo, right? Yeah, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I'm not going to lie. Like at the start, lockdown, well, all of this was kicking off in March and I was at my best physically and also mentally. I was preparing for Paralympic trials for the summer games in August, September time for the Paralympics. So I was like training so tough. I was getting ready to be able to perform at the trials and get ready and hopefully qualify for the game. So I was just like so in focus mode. And then the Friday that they started to announce that pools were going to go close, I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? Like it's the uncertainty. So I made the decision to leave my flat in London and come back to my parents' house just to, while things tick over. And I thought I would probably be at my family's house for like a week or something while they all blew over but to think that I'm still here now and it's June and I would have been leaving to go to Tokyo Paralympics like next month and the the Olympics would be starting next month too it's it's yeah it's a a crazy time that um to be in I'm not gonna lie it's it's been tough like there's been days like having a goal my setting of having a games every four years and the build up to an Olympics and Paralympics is is something that's a highlight of your career and it's a four-year process and having that going all up the window knowing like as an athlete you know where you've got to be each week or each day like I train nine times a week I know I've got to wake up in the morning go to the pool in the afternoon I gym and swim and stuff and then all of that going out the window having your plan your everyday routine disappear overnight it's it's hard like I'm not gonna lie but um I've I've adapted like I'm trying to take lots of positives from it I haven't been at my family's home for years and to spend that time with them and get to know my my parents more and more each day luckily enough it's been beautiful weather so um soaking up that and just trying to look at the little positives each day and yeah then hopefully we'll look back in years to come and think wow we survived like what did we do as a nation in 2020 and it's been a roller coaster but it's it's not just going to be me it's going to be everyone out there like it's it's affected everyone in different ways yeah and and I think so many people have had like losses across different Mm -hmm. things you know whether it's been a job or their goal um as well as your goal and it's nice to hear about the positives you've taken because I think a lot of people have really tried to switch that mentality and be like right okay I could spend more time with my family but for you I know you were out in Tokyo training in in January, you know, really coming to that peak. You said it's been a roller coaster. How have you reframed your goals in your mind? Um, So like at the start of lockdown, I wrote objectives that I wanted to achieve in lockdown. So like it could be little things like I bought a skateboard. So I'm trying to learn how to skateboard, getting better. That's brilliant. Yeah, I I'm actually at the process at the moment. I'm having a huge clear out of like all the stuff that I've collected over the years with like games or world championships. So at the moment I'm like going through all my kit 
and that's being in my parents loft and garage and thinking like little things like do I want to keep that do I what not want to keep that like having a bit of a clear out and I'm sure a lot of people out there are having a clear out of like their wardrobe and stuff but little jobs like that that like normally I wouldn't have time to do but it's just things to keep ticking over like today I I did Monday morning I try and do um like a week plan that I'm going to do each week could be exercise like having to vary like I'm used to doing training in a pool nine times a week and now I'm having to be a bit of a like a yeah like a land animal Um, so I'm having to like look at things to keep fit because normally swimming is an aerobic sport and for me with my disability it's pretty hard to go on for a long run and so I'm having to look at things like to keep myself ticking over fitness wise keeping myself motivated because it's hard like you some days you do want to just stay sit in and and watch netflix all day or things like that and but sometimes you've just got to realize yeah like maybe your emotions are going to be like that you're going to have days where you're feeling a bit low or and don't beat yourself up like if you want to spend a day on watching netflix or stuff like if you're feeling low like do that just because there's so many people out there achieving goals achieving little things they don't compare yourself to them each day it's you do get emotions that are high that are low like it, it varies yeah I think sometimes we all fall into that habit of if you see something you're like oh and it, it almost makes you question yourself has there ever been a period in your life where you've kind of lacked that that motivation and and questioned yourself yeah there has been like at the moment I'm not gonna lie it's hard to motivate myself to keep fit like I do get days when I'm like oh yeah I'm, I'm ready but um to do exercise but then sometimes I'm like oh and again when I'm in elite sport like when I'm doing my normal day-to-day things like you do get days where you're like swimming it's it's a hard sport like with any sports out there but with the time I, I set my alarm for like 4 45 and I have to be in the pool for half five and for half five and six and there's mornings when I'm like oh my gosh why do I have to get up so early like my motivation I don't want to go swimming but once you get there and you do it you actually feel a lot better because you've accomplished it you've got over that mental stoppage that mental stage of like oh I can't be bothered to do this but actually when you do and you you do what you need to do and you go it's it's like you've won yourself over already and yeah there's been days like leading up to Rio 2016 I was a 21 year old I'd been going in the sport since 2005 2006 world championships and leading up to Rio was a really tough time for me mentally because the situation that I was going in in Manchester in the high performance centre it was it was hard because there was a few certain people of staff members that was making it a tricky situation and you were going to the pool not wanting to go to the pool because of the the situation that was occurring with the atmosphere and with the team and that time was I was struggling so hard mentally because I didn't want to be at that sport I didn't want to be swimming and yet I was going into my third Paralympics and there was days where yeah I didn't want to go but I, I tried to overcome that I went to Rio and that was situation that was when I decided I need to live a bit I need to get away from this routine that I'd been stuck at I wanted to be a normal 21 year old and be free like not free like swimming is is amazing and mentally it frees me but just I'd been so enticed in this swimming bubble all my life that I was ready just to live a bit like realize there was a bigger picture and there was a bigger world out there than swimming and that's when I decided to take a year out and go traveling for the year and it was one of the best years of my life like I loved it and I found so much about myself and I learned so so much that I think you you 
as you get older you learn lots more about yourself what things go well for you when your motivation is low when it's not your struggles your your doubts all this and each year you learn something new about yourself what was the biggest thing that you learned on that time when you took that year out I think my confidence you know like I'm okay on my own like sometimes I think when you're younger 17 18 year old you want to be around people all the time like in 2016 2017 when I took the year out I was okay traveling on my own going on airplanes going to coffee shops meeting new people and so I think it made me realize that actually like I'm okay in my own company like I can keep myself entertained and confidence as well with meeting new people going to different cultures realizing how incredible this world is how beautiful it is meeting so many people and I realized that swimming is just a sport it's not life or death you know I've got to love it and I the opportunities that swimming has given me I'm so like thankful for but it's not if it doesn't go well it's not like it's the end of the world and I think before Rio months a state of mind was like if I didn't swim well oh my god like I was angry I was upset I was like it was the end of the world but then taking that year off realizing that like there's so much more out there in the world and swimming is it's great but it's it's not the end of the world. By doing that did it then make you almost love swimming more and give you that enthusiasm back rather than almost going battle head to head with it to keep pushing all the time yeah yeah definitely it's a, I think made me realize like I want to carry on swimming and the reasons why I want to carry on instead of like I think if I kept pushing myself and not giving myself that mental and physical break from the sport then I think I would have probably quit now by now and I think sometimes you need to take a bit of a break from things and realize like the positives and the negatives from it and really evaluate what what you want to do in life and what you want to achieve maybe in the pool but also outside and I think that really helped me with not just swimming but life in general like I decided then that I wanted to move to London and work with certain coaches and this is what I wanted to do in my life and carry on swimming but work with certain people that I want to work with that brings happiness that brings joy into my life and be surrounded by those amazing people that bring that out of you instead of being around people that bring you down bring you negatively down like I think it really reflected that not just in my sport but also in my general day-to-day life too and in terms of goals how does it feel when you've won and achieved your dream and is there almost like I can imagine there's that elation but is there almost like a a what next have you ever found that because you've won so much and you you started competing at such a young age and I think didn't you win your first major medal at like 13 yeah 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 and 13 like I look back now like going through all the stuff that I'm sorting at my parents house I'm like oh my gosh how did I do all of this at 13 and especially London home games and the pressure London brought as a home athlete like how did I do all of that at 17 like I look back at 13 17 year olds now and I think gosh those are young kids and to think that I did all of that at that age I I look at myself I'm like oh my god like that's pretty good going but I think like each year you evaluate your goals you evaluate what you want to achieve and like you said like in Beijing I achieved my dream to get a Paralympic gold medal and then London four years later a home games it felt a lot different getting the gold medals because with London it was all about it was majority of the 
when I touched and I'd seen I got the gold medal, it was a big relief moment because there was so much pressure on me. And to have got that in front of a home crowd, like 17,500 people, all the pressure of being the home games. Then again, with Rio, was again a whole different ball game, being 21, a lot older, and my third games. I think the motivation changes as year on year on year. And what now as a 25-year-old, hopefully going to go to my fourth games, like the motivation that I do use now is totally different to what it was when I was 13 and 17. Like my motivation that I do is I want to I want to go to a fourth games to know that I've got four games under my belt on my career and I I want to leave a lasting legacy in the sport like especially Paralympic swimming I've seen the change from like 2008 to, to London 2012 having the publicity of Paralympic athletes like I want to carry on that keep doing what Tani Gray Thompson did when she was an incredible athlete and she's she's still leaving that legacy now I want to be like part of that journey and help Paralympic sport and help disabled people out there so I think that's my motivation now and probably next year when the games come again it will probably change to what it is at the moment right this minute um as I'll be older as going in to a, a games in Tokyo in Japan it's different yeah you have your different views but yeah my, my motivation changes all the time but at the moment it's because I want to go to a fourth games mm. you've already created such a legacy I mean I was at London 2012 and it was just at Paralympics and I worked on it and it was just absolutely sensational Ellie I'd love to know like how you deal with that pressure not just the pressure of winning your first medal or performing in front of your home games but the pressure of competing from such a young age and you were a known name as a 13 year old and you started competing at five years old yeah so yeah like I'm not gonna lie pressure is hard it's tough like now older it's it's Paralympic swimming Paralympic sport is moving forward and I was probably at my best in in London and at the age of 17 and it's hard to to stay at the top like I know there's a saying like it's easier to get to the top than stay at the top and that's really true and I think pressure now is because on myself that I want to continue staying to the top and I want to keep on swimming and want to keep on getting better and better but I'm very lucky that like pressure in a sense with my personality it drives me I want to go out there and continue to show the world what I'm made of like I use it as a motivation like there is days where I find it really tough I struggle like it's sometimes it gets to me mentally I'm like oh gosh like I've got to do this I've got to do that the pressure of the public sport the being who I am everything like trying to balance friends and all this type of stuff and being a professional athlete too it's it's tough and also another thing is that how I handle my pressure is the team around me like I'm very much I surround myself with people who who can help me handle this pressure like my coach Billy Pye he's been with me through the age of 13 in Beijing and London and having him like handle he helps me handle the pressure because we talk about things I find talking really really helps me mentally clear things over not just with pressure but with general life as well and he's he's there for me like through every step of the way like I know it's I'm not on my own I've got him at the sidelines all the time when it's in the pool like now I haven't seen him for ages but 
we voice message every single day just making sure we're okay and it's it's things like that that you need those people around you to support you and like my parents my dad he's again he's someone that I talk to all the time and he helps me handle the pressure and Nick my agent and all those types of things you need people around you to help you and handle the hard times with you and yeah pressure's tough but luckily some days like I I love it and I lap it up and I try and use it as a positive and a motivation to go out there and deliver and in training and competition and it's it's a positive but also it can be a time where it's like oh it's so much on my shoulders yeah just give me give me a minute (laughs) speaking to you and you know, I know that you've got this amazing team and you were telling us about the team. Have you always found it like easy to open up, you, you know, talking to you kind of, there's a lot of acceptance around you, especially as a 25 year old and you're quite open. Have you always been like that? Uh, yeah, I have. I think as you get older, you get more and more intuitive of talking things through um, and realizing like what helps you mentally clear things over. Like you learn more about yourself, but I've definitely been a person that I've definitely voiced my opinions and voiced what's been on my mind and in my thoughts, even as a youngster. Like I knew that like, talking things through was my way of clearing my mind. Like it varies for different people, but I figured that out as a young age. And especially, I think like I, I went to Durban in 2006, my first world championships at the age of 12. And I think, again, with Beijing in London, like all of that at a young age, like I've, I think I've matured a lot quicker than normal just because of the situation that I was in at a young age, like having to manage school, but then also traveling abroad, being on a team which with a lot older people, you mature at a quicker rate. So that's helped in a way because you get more aware with yourself in that sense too. Has mental health always been a big part then of your sport and knowing that that's as important as your physical health? Oh, hugely, hugely. Like I think without having a psychologist, from Beijing to London I don't know how I would have dealt with the pressure and especially from London to Rio and from now like I think I use the support system that's there with a psychologist and I think mental state of an athlete or anyone in general is huge for me like there's a saying that I really stick to, which is a happy swimmer is a fast swimmer. And I think that's so right because when you're happy, not just in sport, but outside of sport and you're you're doing things, you're enjoying things, you then go out there and you perform at your best. Your training is a lot better. You're enjoying things. You're in a happy state. So I think mental state for me as an athlete and also as a general human being too is is something so important because you can be physically at your best shape. You can be doing all the work and training in the gym, yoga, all of that. But if mentally you're not in the right place, then it's all out the window really. So for me, mental state, when I'm, I know I'm in a good place I know that I can be unstoppable what's some of the things that have helped you I know you mentioned about um, speaking to your your family and also your coach and the psychologist and your agent because I can imagine swimming's quite lonely I mean you've said it yourself hours and hours in the pool yeah yeah so um what I use yeah like in a sense like like you say swimming is it's it's very like you're on your own all the time but again it's in a weird sense it's my de-stressor as well because once you get your head submerged in the water it's just you in your own mind and 
it's a different world in the water like not just in the pool but also in the ocean in the sea like when you go underneath the waves it's it's tranquil it's your time to really think things through so like I love swimming in the morning like get a find me alarm set really hard once I've had my coffee I'm I'm on the tube and I go to the pool and I'm awake like once I get in the pool like I love it I love the morning sessions because that's the time where I really think things through I'm in my own mind like what's my situation of the day what's my plan of action and it is sometimes it is lonely but for me it's my peace of mind as well like it's something that I use to truly relax and to push myself and I'm it's just me and my mind and I also think music helps a lot like when I train we have like we don't have music in the water but we have it on the pool side and having like playlists on Spotify and stuff I, I love music I love singing that again like really helps me also like one of my good friends like when we're in a when we're not doing too well like mentally like we're low we always have to say three things that we're grateful for that really helps me like especially like we don't do it all the time we only do it when we realize that we're both struggling so it could be something stupid like oh I ground my coffee really nicely so I had really enjoyed my coffee it could be oh it's a beautiful day outside it could be someone smiling at you like it could be my hair looks nice today like just little things to like yeah. realize like to put you in your present state and to realize like actually like life's good you know what I mean like yeah you might be in the lowest of lows you might be struggling but there's little things to try and trickle you out of that, that negative state mm -hmm. and that I find that really helps again talking to people like ringing your best friend up and having a laugh like doing something silly doing something stupid to make yourself laugh like laughing is one of the joys of life you know and just yeah. little things like that but yeah that's what I use it's sometimes hard to to do that though sometimes isn't it when you're kind of like stuck in your own thoughts and yeah. I don't know is there ever been moments where you haven't been able to do that or you it's just you know I think it's quite hard sometimes to be like you know I'll oh, think positive think positive and what what I don't know what would you say to anybody out there that's struggling like that yeah I, I've had that state like I competed at Ab Aberdeen competition last year and I had four or five days where I'd had some personal issues and stuff with like breakup and things. And I remember being so, uh, it was probably like 2019, it was probably the lowest of lows that I've ever been in since Rio, since a long time. And I remember like, I just could not do nothing to get myself out of this low. I would try, like I w we were in Aberdeen, so we, me and my coach, we went for a walk on the beach just to try and, get myself up a bit more like I just do you know when you just don't want to do anything you've got no motivation like I knew I was having to go out there and race but I just didn't want to race like I just I just wanted to like have the world collapse on me and just disappear and like swimming and sport is hard but also general life like when you're going through a breakup it's tough like it's not easy and yeah it was tough and there was nothing to get me out of it and but I knew that as time would go on like I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and by the end of the week I went home back to my flat and tried to like look at little things and just try to get out of it but it's hard when you're in that rut and you're in like a in like a bowl and you just can't find any way out of it and it's horrible like it's a horrible horrible feeling to be in and then I know there's a lot of people out there that have felt that and 
you realize there's no light at the end of the tunnel but there is like eventually you're gonna get over that hurdle and it's it's not easy and but you're gonna look back and you realize like how strong you were at that time and it gets you looking back and you, you are a strong human and strong woman yeah exactly it takes like huge incredible strength doesn't it and yeah I think as long as you just hold on onto that light um yeah and like positive so does positive affirmations and mindfulness play such a big part in who you are now oh yeah extremely extremely like this past year I've got into like I love yoga that's in my routine now in my schedule in my training routine and like like this week I'm make sure I do two three sessions a week because that's for me it's yeah it's it's all about the movement and all that type of stuff but it's all about being in the present moment being in your breathing in things like that which really makes you grateful for things and like you say affirmations positivity looking at things to to be grateful for I really like this past year have really took that on and that's definitely helped me Mm. and Ellie have you always felt an acceptance in in who you are or has your disability ever been a barrier to you maybe in inside your own mind I don't really mean socially I just mean for yourself um actually yeah like thinking about it I've always been very happy to be who I am like yeah there's times as being a little person as being a dwarf there's times where you're like oh like I wish I could be a bit taller like I wish I could change like jeans are always sometimes hard to find (laughs) like little stupid things like that which I wish like I could have sometimes have long legs because I'll be able to fit on nice jeans you know (laughs) the majority of the time um, I'm I'm very happy to be who I am and I think that's been something that I've was born with I was naturally very accepting for who I am yeah I'm different I'm smaller than a lot of people but um it hasn't changed who I am today it hasn't changed my goals and objectives in life like there is times where like you say like with jeans with things like that which I wish I could be sometimes a bit taller but majority of the time it hasn't really got to me in that sense has any of any people young people with disabilities ever kind of asked you how how you do get to that acceptance and maybe anybody listening out there that can relate to to you or that has a disability and that struggles with who they are or actually never mind disability because I think a lot of people struggle with who they are whether they have a disability or not yeah Yeah. um I think you've got really truly have it in your heart do you know I try and think of it in the sense you know when people look at you in the streets like well look at me from my size in the streets I always try and like in some sense turn it flip it into a different way and think that like even I when someone's different on the streets maybe it's their color hair that they've got it maybe it's what they're wearing maybe it's how they look I always I'm, I'm curious it's it's human nature you you look you 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 want to look at that person because they they're different they they stand out to the crowd and in a sense that's how I view it like when I'm walking up I know that people are curious because I'm different they want to they want to have a look and in a way if every human if we were all the same life would be boring you know and it's really tough like for, for you to get to that situation but hopefully like listening to me or to listen to people out there that everyone we all have our stages that we're not happy with who we are what what our body is like what shape we are what what height we are what color hair is like 
but it's okay like be happy with who you are because in some sense we get one life and we've got to enjoy it and we've got to embrace it and there's days where I look at my body and I'm like oh gosh like I'm a bit chunky here like some days I'm not a fan of my legs because they're dwarf legs like they're, they're a bit chunky but in a sense like my body has got me to achieve so many Paralympic gold medals and I push my body to the limit most days and it keeps carrying me on and like women out there like my, my best friend's just had a baby and her her body's like carried this baby for nine months and we've got to realize that actually like be happy in our skin like be happy of what our body does and yeah there's some people out there that struggle and stuff but just try and look it deep into your heart and really realize like yeah I'm grateful to be on this planet and I'm grateful to be who I am today. Elliot it's amazing to talk to you <laughs> because yeah it's just so inspiring because you know especially at 25 you kind of you know I can imagine you've been through a lot and and you're just incredible to get where you are but also never mind that to just kind of have the acceptance with with who you are and and the positivity for anybody that's you know having a bad time right now and listening to you I think will give them such a such a lift and 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 maybe an understanding what would you say to them realize like no one's alone you know like for me one of the big things is talking to people it could be like there's anyone out there like there's so many hotlines there's so many things out there just to talk and I think talking is one of the biggest most best therapies and also sport as well there's a sport out there for anyone and sport brings so much joy and for me like when I've done some something like swimming or a certain sport you feel like it for me it's my natural drug like I feel amazing after doing it and even if it's just a gentle walk it could be going to your local Zumba class with your friends it could be something like you feel good afterwards and it's a natural remedy to mental health so I think talking and doing exercise for me is two big positive things even skateboarding <laughs> yeah even if skateboarding, you, you skateboarding. I've, I've fallen over a few times but I've got back up and carried <laughs> on yeah. but yeah thanks so much for your time Ellie it's been brilliant to speak to you oh man thank thank, you, very much you know thanks so much for sharing so what's the rest of the day for you and give me three things that you're grateful for today Okay, so my rest of the day today is I'm going to carry on sorting out some bits of recent games, cuttings and stuff. I'm going to do some exercise tonight um, and three things that I'm grateful for today. I had a really good sleep. The weather is beautiful outside. I'm going to enjoy my lunch outside and family, friends are all healthy and happy. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, enjoy your lunch outside. Oh, thank um, you very much. And if you are struggling out there, please don't suffer in silence. You can call charities. Ellie mentioned helplines uh, such as Mind or the Samaritans. And if you don't want to talk on the phone, you can text. There's an amazing service. You can text SHOUT to 85258. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can just text them. And don't forget, you can reach out to me on social media with any questions as well. Keep safe. A massive thanks to Ellie. And thanks so much for listening. And we'll speak again soon.